everybody. My name is Door to Door Geek, aka Steve McLaughlin. Uh, this is my second HPR episode, first HPR episode. I was slightly inebriated talking about how it is actually very important to listen to older people around us who personally witness things. Uh, this is going to be another cast which deals with something I consider to be personal, um, and that is speech impediments. Let me first say this cast might get a little colorful, might get a little animated, I might get a little fired up, so young ones uh, might not want to listen to this. With that said, uh, people right now today say to me quite frequently that they do not realize I have a speech impediment. Uh, let me say when I was younger, and by younger, I mean actually middle age now where I was at, I could not say more than two or three words without having very hard stutters, that kind, or blocks where I'm sitting there trying to say a word for 30 seconds, like, and, and I just couldn't talk. Uh, with that said, um, I had a very strong realization at a younger age, and that was a lot of ignorant people on, in this world make a direct correlation between speech impediments and intelligence. Uh, if anyone else has a speech impediment out there, you might come across that as well. People basically instantaneously think you're stupid because you cannot talk clearly, or and they just think that you don't know what you're talking about, or you forgot something and you can't remember something. Uh, still to this day, I actually stutter quite uh, frequently on my own last name, McLaughlin. Right now, talking to you guys, it comes out quite clearly. Quite often, someone says my name, and I go, it's Stephen McLaughlin. And the ignorant folks around very quickly during that pause say, what's wrong? Don't you know, don't you know your own name? <laughs> and uh, to be quite honest... Um, those are the people that I instantaneously put in my head as the ignorant folk, the folk that I do not trust, I will not trust, and in the end, quite frequently, I do not like. Um, maybe it's a bit brass for me to say that, but at the same token, it's a bit brass for them to be so Im ignorant in my eyes. Um, throughout all of school, I constantly got picked on and got the living crap beat out of me by other students basically because I couldn't talk. Uh, I actually had teachers publicly in class make fun of me, call me out to say things in front of class knowing very well I could not do it and laugh about it. Um, all of that, to be honest, 
made me even more introverted, made me even want to talk to people less. Um, I will say up until my mid-twenties, it was quite bad. Uh, I would be quite honest, stutter anytime, anywhere, especially when I was on a phone. I will say, even to this day, when I'm on a phone, my stuttering is a lot worse, and I think it's because I cannot see the person's reactions, nor can they see the fact that I am having a hard time with a word. So I think it's a little bit easier for that person to assume that I just can't talk kind of thing. Um, I will say it has not really been until podcasting came around, and I used to uh, almost harass uh, podnuts.com, P-O-D-N-U-T-Z.com, with my voicemails into their podcast for decade-plus I was a Windows tech. I knew a lot of little dirty secrets, how to get stuff done. And whenever he would uh, say something and basically add on to it, well, I'm not really sure, but this is what I did. I would, man, hop on my phone really quick and give him my answer. Well, this is how I did it. Not saying one way's right or, or like, you know, one way's wrong. And one thing I figured out was being in a position of authority did help reduce the amount of stuttering I did. Um, with that said, whenever I had to do things at work and when I was in a position of authority, I also stuttered a lot less. Uh, I will say around when I first started, let's say consuming the alcoholic beverage, uh, before the age of 15 or so, I did notice when I was drunk, I also stuttered a lot less. So my speech impediment is at least partially to mostly mental based. And what I really mean by that is a little backstory. I was born premature, six months, bam, I came out. I was born dead. I was put in an incubator for weeks upon weeks. Um, apparently part of the incubator lights burnt a spot on my retina. And it was on one side of my eye. So I would constantly try to follow that and see what it was and figure out what it was back when I was infant. And uh, I couldn't catch up to it. So I would just sit there all day looking at it, going back and forth with my, with my head, left, right, left, right, left, right, all day long. Before I was six months old, 12 doctors independently at Johns Hopkins said to my mother that I was mentally retarded. Um, needless to say, she went to a 13th doctor because the first 12 she didn't like. 13th doctor put a pair of glasses on me where, where my one eye was covered up. And I stopped doing it. And he said, well, obviously, this is an eye issue. Well, because of that repetition, speech therapists say that's where my stuttering evolved from, too. Because I would look to the side and go, duh. And I would start to say a word and I wouldn't stop saying it because mentally I would reset and go back and then follow the spot again, back and follow the spot again. So I was almost bred with a speech impediment. I honestly do not know how many speech impediments are truly physical based. Like there's a deformation somewhere in the vocal cords. I will say, I believe 
a large percentage of them are mental based. Um, the examples I give is um, James Earl Jones, the um, voice behind Darth Vader. Uh, I heard him speak multiple times about when he was young. He was like me. He could not say three words in a row without having an incident, as he would always call it. Um, so with that said, I have made it a goal of mine to constantly push myself to doing more things verbally. Um, I am at a point in my life, I don't give a flying shit if someone thinks I'm not smart because I stutter. To be quite frankly honest, as far as I'm concerned, it is their loss. If they are that ignorant, if they are that shallow, if they are that rude about the human beings around them that they think they can judge somebody just upon how clearly they talk, I don't care. I don't care about them people at all. In one shape, way, or form, they can, as far as I'm concerned, drop off the face of the planet. Um, I have... Uh, been pushing myself now for well over a year. I now do five podcasts a week and I uh, put in to have a talk at OLF. I will say I wasn't only accepted at the talk at OLF, but they have me in their teaching track at OLF. Um, I don't know if I could put more pressure upon myself as the pressure that I'm going to feel when I'm sitting in front of actual living, breathing people in Columbus, Ohio on Saturday, October 29th, talking to them about Lennox, what Lennox is, why Lennox is. The saving grace I have is not that I'm picturing people naked or any of that stuff, because to me that is stupid, pointless, and does not work. I'm going to try to remind myself I am sitting in a position of authority. These people are here not to hear me stutter, not to laugh at me, not to point at me and say, what the hell's wrong with you? Not to say, what's wrong? Can't you re remember what you're talking about? But instead to actually just sit there and maybe learn a little bit about how I perceive Linux works and how I perceive new users should use Linux. Um, I will say the main reason I've been able to do five podcasts a week and the main reason I've been able to push myself to do this talk at OLF, it's the support of the community. Um, people have emailed me at least a hundred times in the last two years saying they have a speech impediment as well. They hear me every week getting quote unquote better. And it, and it's really nice to hear someone like them as they put it. Um, I will say if you do have a speech impediment and you don't confront it, if you don't hit it head on, I really encourage you try to. The only way you're going to get better at speaking, the only way you're going to advance your communication skills, to sound politically correct, is to try it. Now, podcasting to me is super easy because you're essentially sitting at your computer talking. There's nobody standing there looking at you. There is no one mocking you. There is no one questioning whether or not you know what you're talking about. It is just you. The second thing is do not over edit your podcast. 
It will sound bad. It will sound pre-recorded. People need to hear the ums and the hesitations and the stutters. To be honest, to know that you are real and this is a real recording. This is not something fabricated, but this is actual someone, dare I say, sharing their soul with you, opening up and letting you see what's on the inside. With that said, if anyone out there does have a speech impediment and they want to talk about techniques, individual techniques, or things that I've done that I think do help, um, please do not hesitate to contact me at a door to um, door to door geek at gmail.com. That is D O O R T O D O O R G E E K.com. Um, and I really, I'm going to do this on my other shows too, but I really cannot thank the community enough for the support they've given me. If, uh, you get a kickstarter.com and look at my, um, campaign page as they call it, you'll see I had a very low number set of $500. I had one computer die on me. I had a second computer start to fail on me and I wanted to keep podcasting, period. I want to keep doing it and I couldn't wait for my own income to cover it because I'm a state employee and it would have taken two plus years for me to save up enough money for a motherboard RAM and um, CPU. So I, I was encouraged to reach out. So I did. I asked for a peddly $500 as of this recording right now. It's up to $2,900. Um, and that's not the kicker. I had a group of 16 listeners, give or take a few, get together behind my back and send me what is easily a thousand dollar computer. And then I had another listener in uh, Carolina independently send me a computer, which is another easily thousand dollar computer. Um, so now my hardware needs are more than adequate to do anything I want to do. Um, I will say, um, those kind of people, dare I say, empower me. They don't know it, maybe, but because of their support, I am able to speak clearer. I am able to speak with less hesitation. I also used to do a lot of changing of words. I would start to say something, and in my mind, I knew, well, I'm going to stutter on this word. So I would figure out before I got to that word, what was a word I could put in its place that I wouldn't stutter with. And because of that, I sounded extremely undereducated, I will say. Um, which is also, I would say, a reason why I, it was really hard for me to get jobs. Uh, a lot of bosses would take the speech impediment during an interview as me either lying about something or I was undereducated. Um, I now feel much more prepared to go and try to better myself in my career. Um, and it's all because podcasting enables the host to do things at their own rate, at their own pace, at their own speed, at their own time. And there is no better podcasting that will let you do that except for HPR. You can submit one cast a week, one cast a month, one cast a year, or five every day. It's impossible to podcast too much. 
if you think you have anything worth saying, and what I really mean by that is everybody has something interesting to say. Just because you might think it's not, there will be an audience out there that will think it is. Do not sell yourself short. Do not sell your experiences short. Do not sell your knowledge short. You people out there that have not submitted an episode to HPR, speech impediment or not, you people have ten times more knowledge than what has already been given out to HBR. Um, needless to say, if you people would take the time to record a single blurb, whether it be three minutes or five minutes even, you people have enough power behind you to make HPR pretty much the mecca of knowledge as it comes to anything about our human condition, whether it be barefoot running, which was an entertaining podcast, or about rocket science, satellite communications, hacking on your iPhone, which is another very entertaining episode. So I encourage everybody, take the time, record something. If you need a server to do audio conferencing, do not forget openspeak.cc. It is a site put up by my good friend John. He pays 100% of the fees with that server. Uh, and if you download Mumble on any operating system, the server name is whatever you want it to be. The server address is mumble.openspeak.cc. The port is 64747. And your nickname is anything you want it to be. And you can have as many people as you want connect to that server talk about anything you want to talk about and record it from within that interface. Um, I honestly think that more people need to record experiences uh, that they've had, things they've learned, or things they want to learn. Um, with that said, I honestly cannot thank uh, the guys at HPR, Ken at 5150, uh, everybody the names I can't remember, you know, without you guys, I don't know if I would have actually considered doing a podcast at all. Uh, listening to you guys basically empowered me. Um, with that said, if you want to know more about me, just go to door to door Um, and the main thing I really want that I do not get enough of is emails telling me I'm wrong about something. So if you think I'm wrong about something or you know, I'm wrong about something, Please take the time to explain to me what it is I'm doing wrong. I have two truths about my existence that I try to uphold, and these to me are facts, hard-coded facts. One, I, I think it is, it, it is in my DNA to try to do better than my parents did, try to be better than they did. And it wasn't that they were bad, but as generations go on, we should constantly try to do better. The second goal is everything I learn, at, I, I feel utterly obligated to share back out with anyone who is willing to listen or to learn. And if I am spreading something that's not 100% true when I'm trying to teach people about stuff, I need to be corrected as soon as possible, as quick as possible, and as accurately as possible. 
that means, you know, don't just send me an email telling me I'm an asshole and I'm wrong. Actually explain how I'm wrong. Uh, and I also just want to take this time to really thank a lot of people because without them, I wouldn't have any inspiration to do any of this. And it honestly goes from the gambit from Double N Dan, Klaatu, Peter 64, Russ Winter, Tracy Holtz, um, and man, who can forget Lennox Reality? I'm sorry. If I could be a tenth of what that podcast was able to do for me, I have more than met my goal. Um, so I definitely want to just thank everybody again. Don't forget, support HPR because you should always support those who support you. And you people out there know you're getting a lot of support from HPR. So give back. And with that, I want to thank everybody. Have a good day. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 license.